Hi, this is Linda, aka Mommy Powers, and you're listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. Today I want to talk about grief, guilt, and loss. I've been kind of quiet, but I'm still here. Lots going on over here, family and life. You know how it is. Since my dad's passing, I've been doing a lot of thinking. When I was cleaning out my parents' home, there was so much stuff in it. I didn't think I'd ever be done. We're talking borderline hoarders. It was a grueling task, but at the same time, it kept me connected to them. I was in their house, the house I grew up in. There were memories everywhere I turned, and as I cleared out each room, I would unearth things I hadn't seen in decades. It was cathartic, in a way, if that makes sense. Every day I went over there, I knew I was going to see something that belonged to my mom. Something that would evoke strong emotions in me. That helped me feel connected to her, even though she passed away years ago, in 2015. When the house was completely cleared out, there was a twinge of disappointment. It was all gone. There was nothing left of their personal belongings or any of my childhood possessions. It was as if they'd never lived there. It had all been erased. I knew I wouldn't be going back into that house to clean it up again. I wouldn't be finding any more lost treasures. Grief hit me all over again. I'm still grieving. I still think about their house, my former home. Part of me wishes, part of me wishes I could have kept it, held on to it. But there was so much wrong with it. It needed so much work. I don't have the time. I'm not there. I don't live there. I don't have the money. I had to let it go. Parting with that house meant parting with them and saying goodbye once more. I think about the contents of their home, all the things I got rid of. That one really hurts. I gave away so much stuff. I threw away so much stuff and I donated so much stuff. I kept less than I wanted to. There were nights that I literally carried trash bags and boxes full of stuff to the curb for others to take. I'd stay at the house cleaning and sorting through items for hours and hours. By the time I'd leave, everything on the curb would be gone. I was glad to be rid of it and glad someone else would get to use it. But at the same time, it hurt letting their stuff go. It hurt not knowing where it had gone or who had it. I know that probably sounds silly, but it's the truth. I still struggle with that. I gave away so many of their possessions and I feel guilty. I realize I did what needed to be done because I couldn't keep everything, but it still hurts and the guilt is still there. When you lose your parents, then lose all their possessions, it messes with your mind. At least it messes with mine. I keep second guessing myself about the things I got rid of. 
I'll think about something and be like, oh, I should have kept that. Every item I let go was like letting go of them. And I didn't want to let them go. As the oldest child, I feel like I let them down. I threw away their prized possessions. Things they worked so hard for. Things they treasured. That's not a good feeling. When you lose someone, there are many different levels of loss. There are so many emotions involved in every aspect. Things you never even considered might cause you pain, definitely cause pain. So, my advice to you, don't rush to get rid of your loved one's items. Really think about what you're doing before you do it. I was operating on autopilot. I needed to clear everything out as quickly as possible because I live in another state. I had to get back to my family. If I'd had more time, I probably would have made different choices. Now, I just have to be gentle with myself. I did the best I could at the time, and I know my parents would understand that. But it still hurts. Hi, this is Linda, a.k.a. Mommy Powers, and you are listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. Today, the title of our podcast is When You Lose Someone Everyone Hated, Grief is More Difficult. When you lose someone who wasn't well-liked, it makes your grief journey so much more difficult. Let me try to explain. My dad did some horrific things to people I love. He may have even done them to me. If he did, I have no memory of it. My dad was a child molester. Although he never admitted it and never confessed his guilt to anyone, we all knew he was guilty. As a result of his crimes, no one in the family spoke to him. He had pretty much been disowned by everyone. He lived out his final years alone in his house the house I grew up in. My mother passed in 2015 after suffering from Alzheimer's. Even before her diagnosis, she never believed the allegations against him. Once she was gone, he was by himself. Towards the end of his life, I tried to stay in contact with him. I wouldn't initiate the phone calls, but if he called, I would call him back. I'd say the last three years of his life, I spoke to him maybe three or four times a year. I know that must sound horrible, but that was our reality. The last year of his life, I did speak to him more frequently, and I saw him several times. My biggest fear was that he would die alone in his house and no one would know. I didn't want that to happen for various different reasons. But unfortunately, that's exactly what transpired. The last time I saw my dad, a few weeks before his death, 
He was in extremely poor health. I tried to get him to go see a doctor, but he refused. I stocked up his house with groceries as he was no longer able to shop for himself. He looked very frail and he was in pain. As I left his house on that final visit, the thought crossed my mind that I may not see him alive again. And I was correct. My dad passed away alone in that house. He would not be found until I flew back and had police go to the house to check on him. He'd been deceased for several weeks. I know he did terrible things, but he was still my father. It still hurts that he's gone. It hurts that he died alone in that house and his body was decomposing on the floor for weeks. No one wants to hear that though. No one in my family cares that he's dead. I can't talk about my feelings with him because they're all happy he is no longer here. But they weren't there in his last days like I was. They didn't see the broken shell of a man that I saw. They didn't see how frail he was or how his clothes looked way too big on him because he'd lost so much weight. They didn't see how disheveled he looked or how long his hair was because he could no longer drive to the barbershop. They didn't hear him crying out in pain because he had what I suspect was an infected diabetic ulcer on the bottom of his foot. They didn't see his painfully swollen legs that were draining putrid fluid because he had lymphedema. He was a walking skeleton. His house was in shambles, yet he refused help. He didn't want me to clean up the house for him. He didn't want to see a doctor. The only thing he asked of me was to buy him some food and to get his mail from the post office. They didn't see how tragic his life had become. And no one was there when the police found his body inside the house. No one was there when the medical examiner wheeled the gurney past me to the awaiting hearse. Even though his body was encased in a plastic body bag, I could still smell the stench of his decaying corpse. No one experienced that except me. Maybe if they'd seen what I saw, they'd understand how much it hurt me to see him like that. Maybe they'd understand how I had to help him because no one else would. Because no matter what he did, he was still my dad. And I still loved him. I didn't like him, but I still loved him the way a daughter loves her father. It's been extremely difficult trying to grieve for someone everyone else hates. No one feels the way I do. I'm left, I'm left to try to get through this by myself. This is much more difficult than I ever thought it would be.